0: Whether you're looking to buy a new AR 15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop midwayusa.com.
1: Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Weissu, a unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC Conservation, Education, and Hunter Advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trijicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American-built, American-strong. Habit, our gear, your adventure. Welcome to another
2: campfire. I've got a very special individual with us today. I've got Brandon Houston with me. Brandon and I kind of serves as a co-host occasionally and particularly as a host when I can't be here but the individual I'm really talking about is Mr. Brett Voorhees who is the president CEO of Taurus Holdings. Brett welcome home. I know that you've been over in Africa and I know you've got a very interesting tale to tell.
3: Yeah th- thanks for having me Larry and Brandon. I'm uh yeah I'm excited to share the story with you guys. I know uh this was a this was an exciting adventure that I just got back from and uh Things worked out extremely well and had some luck on my side. But I'm I'm excited to share the story with you.
4: We can't wait to hear it. How did all
2: this start? I know that you and I had an opportunity to visit, though, a little over, almost two years ago, I guess, at the FDW when you were there doing a bunch of shooting. And uh, we got talking about different hunting type of things to go after. And somehow or another, the uh, conversation tends to do quite often, Kind of toward Cape Buffalo. So there I know had to have been something that started way before then of, of your interest in Cape Buffalo.
3: So it, it's actually funny. I don't, Larry, I don't know if you remember the very first time we met. We actually met in the Johannesburg airport and it was after my very first African hunt. Right. And, and, uh, for whatever reason I I obviously I knew who you were at the time but I didn't recognize you in person when when we bumped into you or I couldn't believe that it was you or something but I remember you saying that you were hunting hunting buffalo and all over southern Africa and um and during that trip we had we had been close on the ground near some buffalo and it uh you know just being near them at 50 yards or so is pretty exciting so that kind of piqued my interest there And you're right. You know, we were at the FTW Ranch and I I shot the dangerous game course that they offer, uh, which was phenomenal. But I shot it with our Raging Hunter pistol and 44 Magnum uh, at that time. A little easier shooting there. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. But, you know, this this adventure this past week uh, that I just got back from that training actually kind of paid off. It was it was exciting.
2: You used a new Taurus gun. Now, before we go there, I want to tell you that I introduced Brandon to handgun hunting earlier this well, last hunting season, yep. uh, with the 44 Mag with the Taurus Raging Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then I let him shoot the 454 Casu and also the 460. And I think I kind of created a monster here. But <laughs> then, when you came out with this, with this new gun, uh, Cody Osberg called me and he said, Larry said, We've got a new. 460 S&W coming out in the Raging Hunter line. He says, "I need to get you one." I got it in. We went out hunting, and I had to search his bag numerous times to keep him from taking it home with him. So, and I think that's the, the one that you use on your on your buffalo hunt, right?
3: It, it was, yeah. Uh, one of one of my close industry friends uh, affectionately refers to the gun as "big ugly," but it's a uh, It's a 10, 10 and a half inch barrel, um, you know, extended barrel with a with a pretty big compensator on the end of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm going after Cape Buffalo with this thing and shooting some very, very hot loads out of it. Um, but you know, with that 10 inch barrel, you're getting very good velocity. And, you know, I was real focused on penetration and, and the things that you need on a Cape Buffalo. Uh, but having that compensator on it also made it extremely easy to shoot. And, uh, you know the recoil is very manageable. Follow-up shots, all that stuff. So it was the perfect gun for for what I intended to do on this on this trip.
2: I will have to tell you that I've often made the statement that the 460 SW is one of the hardest recoiling guns I've ever shot. But that was before I shot the version that you guys have out right now. Even even in the regular range hunter, the recoil is very manageable. But with the new version. Oh my gosh, it, it's like, and I was looking, you were kind of sent me some video of when you shot the Buffalo, and there is hardly any movement in that gun at all after you pull the trigger. I was absolutely amazed, so it speaks really well for what you guys have done mm-hmm. in terms of taming that recall, because that 4. six S&W is, is probably one of the best, if not the best, all-around handgun load or our cartridge there is.
3: Yeah. And I think, I think it's an important factor in this because, you know, when you are up close on a Buffalo like that, and I, I knew we would be close. I didn't really know we were, I was going to be as close as yeah. I ended up. Uh, and so we'll get into that. But, um, you know, when you are on a Buffalo like that, and, you know, I didn't get the chance to shoot off sticks, the way that things played out and all that. I didn't have to focus on my grip and, you know, really try to, you know, control the recoil. I just let the gun do its thing, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't blowing me, you know, off target. I I kept my red dot sight right on that buffalo the whole time, and all my follow-up shots hit, and it, it just worked out extremely well.
2: Well, tell us where you were hunting and who you're hunting with, and then let's lead up to this buffalo hunt. I, we'd love to have you on for several hours to talk about yeah. other things, but I know you've also got... Other commitments, unfortunately, as far as I'm concerned, other commitments, but thankfully, cars is doing really well. So let's hear a little bit about where you were, who you're with, and, and a little bit about the buffalo.
3: Yeah, I was I was hunting with a, uh, a, a guide out there, a PH. Um, Crusader Safaris was the outfitter. Uh, I've hunted with them a few times. Uh, and their big thing is they have they have an enormous amount of land in the eastern Cape of South Africa. Um I think overall they have around a million acres of unfenced free range hunting in these beautiful mountains, like the most picturesque place that I've hunted. uh, And, you know, some that's, I've hunted there a few times now and it's, it's a really special place. Um, But the terrain is, the terrain is is serious. It's steep and thick and, you know, all the things that probably helped me on this, on this hunt, we were able to use the terrain to our advantage, but it also is a, a big challenge. Um, being in that type of terrain, it, it's not flat at all. Um, it's really remarkable that the buffalo live in these in these mountains like they do. And being such a large animal, they can disappear in that thick brush. And so it made it it made it also exciting. Um, and my, my PH that I hunted with, his name's Rad Robertson. Um, fantastic PH. You know, obviously I'm a little biased at this point because we just got off of this adventure together, and you you kind of form this connection when that happens. Um, but he's a phenomenal pH, um, very, very experienced with dangerous game, Buffalo all over, you know, Zambia, Mozambique, all over, uh, S- Southern Africa. So couldn't have picked a better person to, uh, you know, back me up on this and, and take me through this adventure, but it was just a phenomenal hunt. Um, we spent, we spent several days trying to find the right Buffalo. Um, we, we preferred being that we were going to be in very close quarters and most likely need follow-up shots we really preferred to find a solitary bull or a bachelor group of bulls Um, and so we watched a lot of buffalo throughout the the first couple days of the hunt and uh, i think on the the late morning of the third day we ended up finding this bull bedded down and we watched him throughout that day he was a good bull Uh, we spent a lot of time you know, judging him and figuring out, you know, is he truly mature bull turned out to be hard bossed and a, a really nice bull. And so we, we decided we were going to go after him. If, if he came back to that spot, he it down And the next morning he was there and we it was game on from there. Um, so we, we went after him that afternoon. Uh, we, we ended up, you know, hiking into his territory and, uh, we, we actually ended up, Downhill from him, uh, which is not necessarily where we wanted to be, uh, at about thirty yards, and we couldn't see him, but the wind shifted on us, and he busted uphill, thankfully, um and kind of gave away his position. and from there it was a cat and mouse game. So we kind of doubled back and tried to get up above him, ended up directly on line with him at about ten yards, and he saw oh, us goodness. and spooked. Wow. Uh, and at this point, he's He's hightailing it to the next mountain. He was gone. And so we were, uh, you know, it was exciting. I was, you know, kind of coming down off a little bit of an adrenaline high, you know. And uh, <laughs> we were getting ready to head back to the truck and pack it in for the night because uh, we thought he was gone. And he turned around and came b- directly back to us. Oh, my and, uh, w- when we learned that he was coming back back at us, we decided to go uphill slightly because we we didn't want to end up downhill from him. Uh, especially after spooking him a couple of times. And so we went uphill from him. And uh, and as we were kind of working our way towards where we thought he was, uh, there was a, kind of this clearing that we were going after. And it was really the only open area that we could see. Um, and we spooked some fallow deer that they, that they have there on the property. And so these fallow deer start kind of moving around, making a lot of noise. Uh, rocks are kind of tumbling down the hill at us. And um, we, we also had a tracker that was across the valley kind of watching all this unfold. And he got on the radio and said, you're right on top of the buffalo. And we're standing there looking around, looking at this clearing, going, where, where can he be? And just, you know, out of, I guess, we're, we're looking directly. We ended up looking directly over the top of him. There was this kind of thick bush right in front of us. Uh, you can kind of see it in the video I shared with you but my PH rad looked directly down and just saw the back of his horns there through a hole in the, in the bush. And he was looking directly away from us. So we didn't know he was there, but he didn't know we were there either. Uh, and, And he couldn't have been more than four yards. And so at that point, you know, I have, I have my pistol in one hand and I have a tripod in the other and there's a very skinny bush that is standing right in front of me. And you can see it in the video i very gently set the tripod up against that bush and i just prayed to god that it didn't tip over and you know
4: right oh my goodness!
3: <laughs> and uh and, and from there it just happened so fast i didn't really have a lot of time to process what was happening other than the buffalo's right there and it's game time and uh yeah so i just shot you know freehand cocked it back in a single action took aim kind of High shoulder ang- angling down, uh, kind of just behind the shoulder. I had a that's really the only part of the buffalo I could actually see through the bush, and I, I took a shot, uh, and that four sixty just put him down uh, right in front of us. And then he tried to stand up. I put another shot into him, and from that point he starts tumbling down the hill. And every time he stopped, you know, I I, I spoke to Jason Hornady about this a lot before I went over there, and the advice he gave me was keep shooting him until he's done and so every time i had an opportunity as he was rolling down the hill I, I put a follow-up shot in him um i had some some 300 grain solids that i was shooting um that you know did their job i didn't have a single bullet over penetrate and and leave the body so i was I, I was getting good penetration but it was it was dumping every bit of that 460 into him and uh, so I, I put all five rounds into them. I probably didn't need to, but I was just at that point, I <laughs> I was trying to uh, put as many rounds in <laughs> as good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw on the, on the video that you sent. I saw it, you look like you're getting ready to reload. And like the pH was going, no, you're okay. But I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm like Jason and you are. If there's any kind of movement at all, you shoot. And, Cape buffalo have the reputation of being really tough. And they are, <clears throat> excuse me. And one of the reasons is, is they actually have a bone in their heart. It's the only mammal that has a true bone in their heart. It's called the oscapper. And once that adrenaline kicks in, that adrenaline keeps that, and that bone kind of makes, keeps that heart pumping, even when other mm-hmm. hearts would have quit a long time ago. So that's one of the reasons they're so really tough to take down. But uh it looked like a really fantastic
3: old boy and it looked like you were just lit like you mentioned literally right on top of it yeah we were um you know and, and so my ph rad you know afterwards uh we uh, we made our way after kind of all the pictures and high fives and hugs and everything we ended up making our way to back to the truck and made a made a cocktail for a, a nice little sundowner and uh he he brought up that you know he's personally guided over 200 buffalo hunts um has never once had one a client shoot one that close he shot a charging buffalo at two yards before but never he's never guided on a pistol hunt and he's never had someone have to shoot one at four yards so certainly a memorable uh buffalo hunt and it, in general, it, you know the way things played out is just incredible, but it's also my very first buffalo hunt, so it's it's going to be really hard to top the excitement from that.
4: <laughs>
2: what was his impression about the raging hunter four hundred and sixty and the guy behind it when after this every, after everything was over with when y'all finally walked up to him?
3: Man, it was, uh, there was a, you can see in the video I shared with you, there's, there's a few moments of kind of disbelief. Even while I was shooting, you can see on Rad's face that he just couldn't believe what was unfolding in front of us. And then kind of afterwards, kind of the the excitement that it went the way that it did, and it could have potentially been worse. And it, it luckily it wasn't. Um, but, you know, certainly he... Well, he had a lot of confidence in that gun after that. Um, you know, I, I, I would be very confident shooting anything, I think, with that with that revolver.
4: Yeah, he, was, he was essentially probably playing the same role I play, which is every time we go, somebody later brains that. I'm trying to slip it in my bag. The <laughs> BH yeah, probably trying to do the same thing. Well, I
2: guess yeah, the was impressed because there was a couple of times there you can see he's putting his hand to his face, like "Oh my God, I'm not believing this kind of thing." And that was be reason prompted me to ask that because, uh, fortunately, you can't hunt buffalo in South Africa with a handgun. And there's a, a, you know, a few other places that you might be able to now again, but there are not too many places that you can. So that to me makes South Africa so much more interesting at this point of the game, and in the country that you hunted in in that Eastern Cape. It is unbelievably steep. I hunted other animals there and uh, hunted the caracal cat in that, and probably pretty close in the area where you are. And it is. It's straight up and down. It's it's almost like parts of New Zealand. And it's like you cross several different life zones when you start dropping down into those deep canyons, calling your way back out. So it's a fabulous area to to hunt, to begin with, and to just explore. But then when you... Bring in the aspect of the Cape Buffalo, and you go, "Ooh, uh,
4: this might is- have to run up a lot
2: <laughs> faster than I came down." <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, the, yeah the, It was hey, definitely the first one. Now, what's next with with your with your raging hunter? You got another plan that will
4: come close to that in the near future?
3: I mean, I, I would definitely go after Buffalo again with it. Um, You know, and and. So I did speak with Rad about, you know, where else could we go and do this? And um, so we'll we'll make a plan to do it again for sure. Um, but, yeah, I just uh, it's going to be hard to, to top that one. And I just can't imagine that that we get that lucky that things play out the way that they did again. But we'll we'll go after him again and and look for that adventure for sure. Well, he's an
2: absolutely beautiful buffalo, and it looks yes. like he's got a pretty big group as well, too. I mean, he's got a big, wide, big, solid boss, and, and, of course, that's the sign of maturity on those animals. And mm-hmm. uh, I know when I hunted in the past, I've seen some really wide buffalo, but they were young ones, and the bosses saw, soft, so we ended up passing those. But yeah. that area, again, because now this pH has got an experience with you, with hunting with a handgun, and so he's very knowledgeable at this point to see what that handgun, particularly the hands of somebody like you that knows how to shoot, is capable of doing. So hopefully that will open the door for some other people who you have know, been thinking seriously about hunting Cape Buffalo and possibly doing it with a handgun, but that you've now created a, a situation to where you can address this thing and, and are addressing it firsthand. So hopefully there's a lot of folks out there that, have had that kind of the back of their mind going, one of these days, you know, I really like to Cape Buffalo, but I never really or maybe I've hunted with a, a handgun before. Now's that opportunity and this pH will be more open to people showing up with a handgun as well too. Well yeah.
4: and, also, and also too, I think a very important thing to maybe talk about a little bit in our time is what what kind of things if, if there are people out there that are interested in going Cape Buffalo hunting with a revolver. What are the things that you did prior to going on this hunt that helped you prepare? You know, because like you said, you don't know, you go into this hunt, we all have shooting sticks to some degree. We plan on that shot being taken that way, but that didn't happen for you. So expecting the unexpected is one very important thing, but what is something that you did or something that you would recommend people to do in preparation for a hunt like this? Yeah.
3: I mean, so certainly you want to make sure that, you know if you're gonna shoot with a red dot optic or anything like that you want to make sure that you can put nice groups together and that's kind of the basics anytime you go on a hunt you're gonna do that with your gun right um but i i did a lot of research on the ammunition you know everyone was saying you you need to focus on penetration um a lot of people recommended solids for that hunt so that's what i did um you know those 300 grain solids, I shot them through a chrono. They're coming out of that 10 inch barrel at 2,100 feet per second. I mean, that's a stout, a stout load to be shooting into an animal. Um, So I had a lot of confidence there that we were going to get the right penetration. Um, I didn't test it on any animals or gel or anything. I was just confident in it. And then, um, you know, the other thing, when you have really hot loads like that, you want to make sure that the ammunition isn't going to cause a problem for you. And so sometimes with, with revolvers and hot loads, you know, primers can back out and that's going to jam up your cylinder. Uh, so I, I shot a lot. Uh, I probably shot 60 rounds or so of that, uh, in, in, in double action, rapid fire, just to make sure the gun wasn't going to, to jam up and, and bind up on me. Cause that would not have been a, an ideal scenario, uh, during the hunt. So I, you know, really vetting out the gear. And then, you know, you're right, Brandon shoot different shooting positions, different shooting platforms off sticks, tripod, shooting it off a tree branch, um, shooting it freehand. Um, you know, there's a chance you might have to just pull the gun up and start shooting in double action if it's charging or something like that. So just being really confident in your ability with, with the pistol is, is key. Um, and I had done some handgun hunting over there before I did some, uh, shot some warthogs at the 44 magnum raging hunter the last time I was over there. So, um, that, that really gave me a lot of insight into what it would have been like to be on the ground with an animal that you're, that you're trying to shoot. Um, you know, and then when it's go time, it's just, you know, having the the confidence and the fortitude to make it all happen. And I think that's, that's kind of the, the last piece. Um, you know, the, the PA not to like pat myself on the back or anything, but, the PH did make a comment. You know, it's not uncommon if you're within 30 yards on a buffalo that your your client might have already high-tailed it out of there. You know, um, so he was he was happy that I that I stood up to the challenge and did that. Um, but I was also confident. You know, he had a 458 lot on him and had a lot of confidence uh, in him. Although he didn't he didn't never took it off of his shoulder. Uh, if you look in the video, he's he turned he flips the safety off when he sees the buffalo, but he never he didn't want to make any fast movements or anything. So he never he never took it off his shoulder until the shooting was almost done. Um, so yeah, a lot of preparation and making sure the gear is good and and then mentally being prepared for what could happen. Yeah, and, and I
4: like that what you were talking about, shooting in rapid succession, you know, something you probably did that you never thought you were going to have to do. I mean, or you hope you did not never time. hope you never have to. And essentially, you did have to actually do that. Yeah. Um, you didn't have to do anything he was charging at you, but you did it because you want to make sure that animal was down. And that's, that's something I think a lot of people probably don't think about when they think about those big revolvers is, you know, we talked about in the beginning is the recoil of... A, a 460 sw but if you watch the video and, and maybe we can find a way to put that in here is your hands don't move and mm. I mean they move but you're you know what you think is going to happen doesn't happen and you're actually able to pull that trigger and, and empty that empty that revolver and you're not, you know, with broke wrists and broke, broke fingers, so yeah, that's that's a testament. That's and that's one of the things I love about all the raging hunters, and now even the tracker. Um, I've gotten my hands on one of those. The recoil was just fantastic on all of the tourist raging hunters and the tracker, and, and that that 460 SW, it just stepped up a whole nother notch in my love and life. For seeing this video and hearing this story. I'll I'll, I will hide it much better than in my
2: (laughs) bag. He thinks that's the case, but it will not happen. I will let him use it, and encourage him to use it as well too. But uh, you've had obviously just absolutely fantastic adventure over there, and we talked a little bit about you know trying to match this. There there's all kinds of different things that you can do. For me, every hunt is so much. Fun and important and using the 460 is an ideal hog gun as far as I'm concerned. As a matter of fact, I've got my gun that I have with me today that uh, later this afternoon Brandon and I are gonna slip away if I go get into a hog or two as well, too. And anytime that you can do that, to me, hogs are particularly a great animal to start people on when it comes to hunting, and they're a great test medium as well, too, when it comes to bullets as well, too. So I know yeah. you're from Georgia. I know you've done a little bit of hunting, a bunch of different places, but maybe we can get you over here in Texas here for too very long and you get Cody Osborne down and let's go see if we can find a hog or something else that we can get into. And uh, at that point, we'll talk a little bit more about all the different great guns that TARS produces and that you've been involved in and that you're going to be involved in in the future because I know there's other things coming in down the pike here for too very long. If somebody wants to get in touch with TARS, to learn more about what you did here or and to learn more about the product line, what's the best way to do so?
3: Well, you know, most of the information is going to be on our website, TaurusUSA.com. Um, we'll, we'll be sharing this story and we filmed the hunt. Um, we'll, we'll get into editing and, and all the content there. And we'll, we'll kind of share that story through our, our new Taurus hunt campaign that we're, we're kind of focusing on this year um and so social media will have a lot of that content um here here soon and yeah we're you know we're we're not a we're not a big hunting company we we have the raging hunter line that you know is a is a fills a nice niche in the market uh but we do want to tell the story of the adventure and and you know getting out and using these products because you know I don't think there's a better testament to to the gun. I mean, I have full confidence in that thing that I would, I'd be willing to go do something like this. So uh, it says a lot about about the product and the quality and, and what we're doing. So we want to tell that story.
2: I think that's fantastic because the, the fact that you were there, you have a personal experience. You, you're out there with the guns and the guys that work with you as well, too. They're out with the guns. They're actually using them. It's not like, uh, oh, we got this great product, and it's over on the shelf, and there it is, folks, kind of thing. You guys are actually putting these guns to use, and and that shows in the product that you produce. So my compliments to Taurus and everybody there for the the great guns that you're producing. Because uh, over the years, I've shot a lot of different handguns. I'll have to tell you that the Raging Hunter has become my favorite, particularly the last two or three years now. So thank you very much for producing That particular gun, among the others that you do. What's the website? Where where do we send people?
3: TaurusUSA.com is our is our website.
2: TaurusUSA.com. It's T-A-U-R-U-S-U-S-A.com. We'll have that on the show notes and all those other kind of good things too. Brett, thank you so very much for joining us around the campfire. Really appreciate you telling the story, and I can't wait to get you back here. and I uh, can't get, away to get you to Texas let's see what else we get into
3: yeah you don't have to twist my arm on that one I'll, I'll be there in a hurry so appreciate we'll the opportunity to get
2: you've got a deal ladies and gentlemen thank you so very much for joining us today around the campfire we look forward to seeing everybody right here again next week
1: DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in the Grange and Round Top Texas Texas Wildlife Association Double Nickel Taxidermy H3 Whitetail Solutions, and Burnham Brothers Game Calls.